so I met with a matchmaker and I have a lot of things to share with you. Please listen in if you want some tips from the professionals on today's Dear Single Women's Podcast. Welcome or welcome back to the Dear Single Women's Podcast. I am your host, Shanintra. Thank you guys for being here. The Dear Single Women's Podcast is a podcast for single women who are healing, growing, living, and loving their lives on their terms. I want to give a shout out to those of you who listen on Apple Podcasts because I checked my analytics the other day and I have almost 100 listeners from all over the world, um, which is just incredible to me. So I just want to thank you, thank those who listen in on all platforms, but special shout out to Apple Podcasts. As you can see, it is reaching people and it is helpful to people all over the world. I saw Italy, Nigeria, Uganda, a couple of other countries. Please continue to share the podcast so it can reach more people. If you're not the sharing type, I get it because I'm not really the sharing type either. But if you like my podcast, if you rate it five stars, if you leave a review on the platform you're listening in on, you'll tell the algorithm to do the sharing for you. So the info that I'm about to give on, I'm so sorry. Why does my cat want to jump on me at this moment? He hears my voice and just runs for it. Okay. I'm not going to edit that out. (laughs) So the info I'm about to give you guys in this episode, I paid, personally paid $300 for it. So I'm giving it to you for free. All I ask is that you share the podcast or just like the podcast, give it a thumbs up if you're on YouTube. However, you can help me out to support in getting the message out there. That's all I ask. All my information, all my knowledge. I give it away gladly. Thank you, ladies. Thank you for helping me get some more exposure. All right, so we're gonna get in. As I said, a matchmaker taught me a lot, showed me a lot, and I wanna help you get some of those things. So here's what the professionals say. First off, who's this matchmaker? Her name is Helen. I found her through is it called Christian? It's a Christian matchmaking site. It's called, or not a site, but a company. It's called Matchmaking in the City, if you're interested. So I went through an initial meeting to see if we would be a good fit. That wasn't with Helen. We were. So they were glad to take me on as a client. So then they scheduled me to meet with Helen, which wasn't required I from there I could have just sent them my pictures agreed to the contract and been in their database but they highly recommended that I meet with a matchmaker and that we would you know have a zoom meeting have a conversation help them to get a better feel of me what I'm looking for and take it from there so I did and it was amazing I felt like I found a long lost friend, which I come to realize is a really big thing. If you are going to have a matchmaker, you need somebody that you feel like is a friend. 
that is on your side. So that's one thing you can, if you're, if you want to take notes or just things to keep in mind, make sure you get a vibe from that person that they are for you because they should be for you, but you want to feel that that has to become apparent and it has to come through in the way they interact with you, that they are there for you. And that's what I got. How are some of the ways I got that message from Helen? Well, she, she really liked that I was a teacher because she used to be in education. She actually was in consulting before transitioning to matchmaking. And so immediately I got, I had someone who spoke my language, so to speak, who understood me. And in fact, she told me that she tells her male clients, if you want a good woman, you need to get with a teacher. If you want a woman that is, uh, that's going to take care of you, that loves you, that, that will give you that emotionality that you need, you need to get with a teacher. But she said, if you can't spoil her, if you can't treat her right, if you can't go above and beyond for her, leave her alone. If you're, if you want to do that 50, 50, half, half thing, leave her alone because which I was like, yes, because, you know, she's like, teachers work hard and they spend their time taking care of everybody else. And all they need and all they want is someone to actually do for them one time. And I'm like, that's exactly how I feel. Like, I am so burnt out because as a teacher, I take care of everybody and everything. And it would be so nice to have that for once. And so, and just let me, you know, flow in my, my gifts and where I am as a woman, let me do what I do, the soft life. And I want to be taken care of. I want to be, but I love, she didn't just say take care of. She said, if you're not going to spoil her, leave her alone. Don't even approach her. Love that. So I immediately was like, yes, this person gets it. And not only that guys, but she gave me, I'm telling you, we spent like the first 20 minutes, not even talking about dating single single life marriage stuff she was giving she was skilling me up and coaching me on how to transition into consulting educational consulting which is what i want to do and it was it was incredible like she gave me so much it was it was good and i and i was like knowledge i didn't even pay for but she was willing to give it you know like immediately the vibe was there so make sure you have that with a person I felt that she was for me, even though she had male clients, she has male clients. She tells them, don't just come at women any sort of way, because of course she is a woman and she got married, um, I don't remember, a few years ago, I think. So here are some of the other things that uh, I wanna share with you about what a professional matchmaker gave to me. She said to me that good guys don't go where the bad guys are. They recognize it and they want no parts of it. And guys, she said that includes dating apps. Now we're women. We don't, 100% of my audience is women. We may, we really don't see things from the male perspective, but maybe not engaging with men outside of your families or friends. This woman deals with hundreds of guys and she said they don't go where the bad guys are. If you're a good guy, you're not going to be in the same room 
in the same crowd, in the same audience with where the bad guys are. Cause then you get lumped in with them. From our perspective, imagine us going to a strip club. We wouldn't do it. We don't want to be associated with certain things. It's the same thing for guys. If you're looking for a guy, but you're in, if you're where the quote unquote bad guys are, the guys who want to play games, don't have anything serious in mind, get out of there. Cause you're not going to meet anybody good there. And yeah, there's always that woman. I know, I know. So I know there's always someone who like, Oh, I met my husband in a bar or like, you know, it can happen. Absolutely. But the exception doesn't negate the rule. Um, you want to be where the good guys are. And so I was like, okay, got it. And in terms of the dating apps, she told me, here's another thing she said, stay off the dating apps until after Valentine's day. Why? If you go back to an episode I did a couple of weeks ago, actually beginning of October, it's cuffing season. And, you know, I use that like lighthearted and just like, you know, I, I want a cuffing bay and somebody that's going to last from now cuffing season until eternity. Um, but like people who actually really practice and believe in cuffing season, this is cuffing season. So they are on there looking for a someone to keep them warm for now. You don't want to be on a dating apps with guys who are looking for that now. And in terms of the good guys not being where the bad guys are, they recognize that and they are, they're not on the apps at this time. She said stay off the apps until after Valentine's Day because that's when cuffing season is pretty much over, like February, March. And what's going to happen is you'll see a lot of those guys drop off. That's when the good guys are going to return because they're actually looking for something long-term. Those guys were only looking for someone to keep them warm and uh, spring is spring at that point, spring is here. So they're gonna leave the apps. So I recommend that. And I um, did delete, excuse me, I did delete Plenty of Fish already. And I am, I was on Salt, which is a Christian dating app. Never, I, I just didn't even really give it anything. So I deleted that as well. So I'm not on any dating apps, which she did ask me by the way. Um, what else did she tell me or what else did I find out? She said this one, this one hurt. She said that her clients are overwhelmingly black women. Her female clients are overwhelmingly black women. That made me, that made me emotional. Like I actually kind of teared up at that and cried a little bit. And when she saw that she backtracked <laughs> It was like, no, no, it's all women. But no, it made me cry because it is a real thing. And, uh, you know, perhaps maybe I could talk about that in the future. Maybe I'll just, you know, I'm always thinking of things to do for women. I think that there is a unique issue, challenges that black women in particular have to overcome. And so it did not surprise me when she said the over overwhelming number of female clients are black women and she almost feels like is there something unique going on how do I serve these women I did tell her you know which actually she says she wants to like 
you know, connect with me and do something in the future because she wants to like help address this issue. But I told her, I said, I know what the problem is. Um, it's not our fault. Um, on one, on one end though, we do have to take some accountability. A lot of black women are resistant to dating out side of their race. And if at least black American women are, and that is going to hold you back. If you refuse, think about it just numbers wise, you only want black love. Okay. Well, you just cut off how many other groups of men. How many other men are in those groups that you actually cut off? So the pickings are slim if you only choose to date from one pool of men. So we do, we collective, we black women, we have to take accountability for that. Um, the narrative's shifting, but it's still not enough. A lot of people are like, oh, just black love, black love. And then they say, you know, they say preference, but again, the numbers don't lie. The overwhelming amount of educated, successful, beautiful women who are single are black. And, you know, she tried to downplay it, but it is a statistic. And so that's why I know that statistic. I've known it for years, and that's why it made me cry. Because it's like, like what? We're not beautiful. Like, we don't deserve love either. Like either settle for being the, the the spinster with all the cats or be a baby mama. Like, is that our plight, really? Is that is that what is available for us? Those are our options. Why is that? It's not right. So who knows? Maybe we'll, me and her, she took my, you know, I took her personal email down and everything. Maybe we'll do some work in the future and I can keep you guys updated on that. I would love that. I, as the single woman guru, which I have, coined myself I would love that if I can change that for black women and myself I would love that all right she said she said to develop an air that guys who want to play who want to play games they don't even approach you develop an air about yourself that is just those guys don't even approach you the way you look she said and the way you carry yourself and I could see like her body language when she said that she said she stood up, she sat up tall, her, her neck got long, you know, her body got straight, like, and she was telling me like to really use that, my height to that advantage. I'm a tall woman already. I need to be walking like, God, uh, I'm, I'm just gliding on air. I walk into a place and guys are just like. One, who's that? And two, why am I even bothering asking that question? Because I already know. I can't I can't get her. She said, that's what you want to develop about yourself. And the reason why she said that is because she asked me, which I thought was a fantastic question. She said, so if I was talking to your best friend and I asked your best friend why you were single, what would they say? He, What would he or she say? And I thought that, I was like, that's a really good question. I almost wish I could ask her that right now. But I told her, I think my best friend would say, you're single because, honestly, you just haven't met the right guys. And she said, mmm. And she thought about that. And that was what she told me. There's something that you can do even in the way you walk into a room that 
if you're like me and you're always like, yeah, I've had situationships, I've had like guys who liked me, who thought I was beautiful, was interested in me, but like it never progressed. They never really came to anything serious with me. You're being approached by guys who are there to play and you need to develop an air about yourself that they won't even come your way. You don't want those guys, right? Like she was saying to me, is it better to have never loved or loved and lost kind of thing? Like sometimes it's better that if you're like me, you just haven't had really anything serious or been approached by anybody serious because if the only people that were coming or people that were there to play games, it's almost good that nothing ever materialized with those people. It spares you a lot of stuff. And yes, it still hurts and sucks and you still go through things, but there's actually some benefit to clearly at some point it kicked in that like, oh, just leave this person alone. They're not, they're not serious. And so they need to go like, that's a good thing, even though it doesn't always feel like it. So if you're used to getting approached by guys who are not serious, that's because there's something that is uh, being projected out of you that they think they have a shot. <laughs> if I could just say it plainly, you need to develop something in you that shows them you don't have a shot at all. Don't even bring it this way. And I need to know what that is. I have an idea, but I need to know what that is. I need more. So hopefully we, me and her, we will be connecting in the future. Oh, this was a good one. She told me, professional matchmaker told me to go to the men in your life and just say these words. I'm looking to be married. Do you have any single friends or family members? And then she told me this. The only thing you want to tell them in terms of qualifications is that he has a good heart and that he wants marriage and kids. And you will do the rest of the vetting. That's what she told me. I said this before, if you remember some of my earlier episodes, um, I said this about, I think it was in the 20 reasons you're single. You have to really be explicit and put yourself out there. You need a pool of men to choose from. But I like that how she said the only qualifications that he has a good heart and he wants marriage and kids. Because if you start naming off all these things, oh, he can't be shorter than me, he can't be this, he can't be that, then the guys the guys you're asking to be like, oh, no, like, I would never introduce this person. You know, you just got to seem like you're open. If, as long as he really wants a serious future, he wants marriage and kids, he wants a, he has a good heart, he wants a relationship, send him my way kind of thing. And you do the vetting. So I, I recommend that. That's advice I perceived I received from a professional matchmaker. Something we ended on a really good note, and this was really helpful to me. I answered the question, what would my best friend say is the reason I'm single? And I gave the answer I gave earlier, but then I said, oh, I feel like that's not really an answer about why I'm single. Like, oh, guys haven't come my way. So I said, if I had to give an answer about why I am still here, I probably would also add in that I just don't go out enough. And that's what I, I said. 
I don't go out enough, but sometimes I just, I get like anxiety about doing that because I'm always going out alone. And she actually was like, no, don't go out alone. I don't recommend that. That's the guys, when they see a woman out alone, it reads prey to them. The bad guys, it reads prey. She said, you don't want to do that. And then she said, that's exactly why your instincts kept feeling that. Your instincts are right, is what she told me. And I said to her, I said, yeah, I struggle with trusting my instincts. Last week's episode about setting intentions. I put that on my, uh, my, my list that I need to really just be my natural self and trust that person. She's like, your instincts are right. That's why you feel anxiety anytime you got to get up and go out alone. She says she does not recommend that. So single ladies, a professional matchmaker said, do not go out alone. But this is why community is so important. Something I also put on my intentions list for the next 60 days to pray and fast about my relationships, friendships, everything, community. So important because for me, it feels like a catch 22. Okay, well, the matchmaker's saying don't go out alone, but if I wanna go out with a group, it's as silent as that pause I just gave, you know? So it's like, well, what's the solution? It feels hopeless in a way. Like, and then she's saying, don't go on the dating app. So it's like, okay. But you know, that's what's like, this is why I hired you. Cause clearly, is whatever is being done is not working. Um, and I'm not gonna be the definition of insanity. So I will pay the $300, gladly. Um, like I said, she was, I, she was really cool. I recommend, if you choose to go this route, link with somebody that is in your corner. And she demonstrated that a few ways. And here's the last thing that, she, last thing I'm going to say to you, but it's not the last thing she said to me, but this is something that really just made me feel like, wow, I'm glad I ended up having this person as my matchmaker. I lamented about um, being, being my age and kind of still being in this state of, in my life and not really that as much as I feel like I kind of wasted a lot of good years in the state that I'm living in now because I feel like it didn't serve me in the areas of relationships and of course marriage. And um, I'm like, when I first moved here, I was 25, I'm now 34. And nothing has changed from in this area of my life from when I moved here till now. And I, I, I'm like, I wish I had paid more attention to that. You know, like even, even the church I went to, I, I wish I had really maybe placed more of an emphasis on the fact that there were no Christian men there that like, I don't know how I thought it was just going to happen, but you know, I had a lot of regret uh, I, and I still kind of do, but Helen really helped me to reframe that. Um, when I told her where I lived and I was like, yeah, I know where the, the state that I was in, I'm from, I'm from New York. So I was like, 
you know, that state was definitely better for my social life, but I needed to move to this place because I just like, I needed peace. I needed quiet. I needed, um, an environment that made me feel safe. And, and then, you know, I expressed my regret about the flip side of that means almost here 10 years and nothing's changed. I haven't met anybody. And it's like, wow, those were my good years. But she said to me, she goes, no, she goes, first she said, oh, you moved to the place that you're supposed to move after you get married. And I laughed and I was like, yeah, I know, right? I did it, I couldn't wait. Husband, wherever you are, I cannot wait for you. I did it, I had to do it the other way. But then she said, she said, no, you were nesting. You, you, your body knew that like actually 25, between 25 and 34, women are having children and they they really want that soft safe environment for them and their kids so she said you didn't even realize it but your body was nesting and your body was saying i need this even though i don't have the mate and i haven't had kids i was still at at the age i was in going through that period of nesting that apparently women go through after having children. So I appreciated that because that helped me put a different spin on the years I've spent here. And you know, it is coming to an end, but I'm, I'm seeing it through those eyes and it's not, I'm not feeling so bad. I'm almost feeling good. Like, wow, I gave my body what it needed even though it, I wasn't in that I wasn't in that place yet of having children I still gave me what I needed and I appreciate that she told me not to get discouraged about my age she said you're still in that twilight that twilight age that's what she called it a twilight age she said um you know she's 40 so she's like you know once you hit that like age people kind guys tend to look at it like, mm, you know, because they're thinking more in terms of fertility. But she says, look, you're actually, you're still in that twilight age, like early to mid thirties, it's still okay. So if you are a woman in her early to mid thirties, you're still in that twilight age. That's what a professional told me. That's what I'm gonna tell you. And she seemed impressed when I told her I was really doing a lot of things for single women. She wrote that down. Like, again, as a teacher, always selfless, always giving. I didn't tell her about the podcast. I didn't tell her about you guys. But I told her I did have a ministry in my church for single women. And I told her, which is true. And I kind of include you guys in that now, by the way. Like, you're just in that group of single women that I minister to and, and pour out and give myself. I consider you guys to be all a part of that. So... I said to her, my hope in this is actually not just for me. I do hope that I end up married with a loving husband. They're, they're located in Beverly Hills, so you can't fake the funk in Beverly Hills. If you live in there, you have money. So I'm hoping I end up with a loving, well-to-do husband from Beverly Hills who could take me out of the cold and put me in LA and let, make me be a happy woman. But um, seriously, I'm hoping that this does work for me. And I told her this, I hope this works for me so I can go back and tell them, this works, go and do it. Cause of course everybody's looking at me kind of radical, like you hired a matchmaker, what's that about? But 
I really want this to work, not for me, so that I can show you guys with a success story, give you some hope and tell you the tips and how to get there. And she seemed really impressed by that and really happy about that. And it is the God honest truth. I want this for you just as much as I want this for me. And so I just want to end on thanking you. Thank you for being a part of the community. I open my analytics on Spotify and it says 1.2K impressions. Incredible. Over 1,000 impressions in 30 days. I find that to be incredible. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for all the support. Thank you for your listening ear. And I just, again, ask you to share this with someone who can benefit from it. And on that note, I'm going to say goodbye. Actually, hold on. I found out that you could send me a voice message response to this uh, podcast. So I'm going to put that link in um, the description of this podcast episode. If you want to send me a voice note, please do so. I would love to hear your voice. I would love to hear who my listening listeners are. I will see you on the next episode of the Dear Single Women's Podcast every Monday around 3 p.m. Bye now.